This is the Dealer News Today podcast, the podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. From the Dealer News Today headquarters, here's your host, Dave Canton with Andrew Cherkasky. Dave, good Monday morning on week five. This is our fifth Monday sitting here together, creating Dealer News Today podcast. And, uh, you know, it just, this is the new norm. This is unbelievable. You know, had you told me six weeks ago we were going to be stuck at home at all, I would have been surprised. Then to say that we'd be stuck at home for more than two weeks and that this would be going on like this, this is uh, every time I stop and actually think about the place we are in the world, in life, in the history of the world, my mind is blown. It's absolutely mind-blowing. Dina and I were saying last night, you know, we have not been out of the house together as a couple since March yeah, 7th. You and I have gone to the grocery store about once a week. Our wives haven't left the development. Since March 7th, I have not left the unbelievable. house Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Let's get into the automotive news. You know, Dave, I saw today an a article, really sad news. AutoNation CEO Cheryl Miller had uh, taken a leave of absence for health reasons. And we don't know the full story we on that. We do not know, and we don't want to speculate. All we could say is we pray that she has a speedy recovery with whatever she's dealing with. Uh, Cheryl is an incredible leader and just an, a dynamite CEO. Look, that it brings up a topic of succession planning. It does. Really understanding that this could happen to anyone. You know, you told me a story before about what you had to do in the military. Can you share that with our audience? Yeah, of course. So here we are in a situation today where over the last five weeks, we've been talking so much about the automotive industry and what to do about COVID-19. We have not talked about what to do if you fall ill uh, or potentially, tragically even die. You know, when I was in the military, when I was in the Air Force, we talked about continuity all the time. Because one of the things, as an officer in the military, you have to be very conscientious of is the idea that you have to be fungible and your people have to be fungible because tragic things can happen at any moment. And they would be obsessed with us having what they called continuity binders in our offices. And we had to have in these binders a detailed analysis of exactly what we did in every moment of the day. So that if something tragically happened to you, if you got hit by a bus, if you fell ill, or if you died in war, somebody would be able to step into your shoes without hesitation, without there being a a loss of, of brain power to what's going on. And I think that it translates perfectly to the automotive industry and any business, really. Andy, seeing this article, seeing, you know, the national number of 22,000 deaths, that story you're telling becomes more realistic. And understanding the true dynamic of operating and owning a car dealership or an auto group of multiple car dealerships, there's so much involved. There needs to, you know, you need to make sure, okay, ladies and gentlemen, because I know two thirds of automotive dealers do not have a succession plan. And that's an NADA statistic. This is the time to ensure that you have people around your side that could lead, okay, within your absence of not being there. Because at the end of the day, this COVID-19 could could, could hit any one of us at any day, literally just by going to the grocery store. And it doesn't mean you're going to die, but it does mean you're going to need 14 days to quarantine and bring yourself back to health. And part of that is disconnecting from the business. And it could mean something tragic happens to you. You know, we've been talking so much about what automotive executives in this industry should be doing right now during the uh, kind of the financial crisis aspect of this or how to deal with your people during this crisis. We haven't been talking about what you need to do as a leader to ensure that if something happens to you, those around you 
are able to continue with that continuity. You know, look, at the end of the day, an entrepreneur, a CEO has a fiduciary responsibility to its people, to its company. And part of that responsibility, Andy, is having someone in their place to operate if anything shall happen. And at the end of the day, two thirds of the the automotive dealers don't have that. They have a great general manager. They have a great chief operating officer, but do they have someone to immediately step in their shoes? Not everyone has a Michael Jackson that did it for two decades that could step right back in because Sean Miller took a leave of absence. Not every company has that. Dave, more on this after a word from our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by DCG Capital. DCG Capital's lender relationships can provide new car dealers with working capital loans, floor plan financing, mortgage loans, and other reduced interest rate financing at historically low rates. Contact DCG Capital at DaveCantonGroup.com. Dave, it's just uh, such a good point, something that we all should be thinking of. I hope everybody who's been listening to the podcast hears this episode, not just for the advice we gave up front, but we've got a great episode today, don't we? We do. And look, my last piece of advice on this, I'm so passionate towards it because you know everyone knows that I own and operate a very large merger and acquisition firm, coast to coast, and we deal with a lot of clients. And one of the things I ask every client, what is your succession plan? So if you don't have a succession plan in place, ladies and gentlemen, don't think that you're untouchable. Please make sure that you have people by your side that could carry on the organization, even if it's just for seven There's to 14 days. There's no downside days. to it. There There's is no zero downside, downside to having that continuity plan, that succession plan, ready to go at a moment's notice. Absolutely zero. Andy, today we have an incredible guest, uh, Troy Duhon from Premier Automotive, uh, 20 plus automotive dealerships. Troy has a huge dealership down in Louisiana. And I watched a video the other day that literally, I'm going to tell the I'm going to tell the audience this. I was crying, literally crying after this, watching Troy and his team what they do. I don't want to spoil it. I'm going to let Troy tell you, but it was it was one of the most touching videos I've watched. We got to get that COVID-19. video. We'll get that link up on our website. It was it was unbelievable. We need more people like Troy Duhan, okay, in this world because what he's doing is helping his community, and that's what every community needs: business owners that have the ability to give to give. So let's, with, with that being said, let's bring on Troy. Ladies and gentlemen, with us this afternoon, we have Troy Duhan, the founder and owner of Premier Automotive. Troy, good afternoon. How are you today? Hey, Dave, how you doing? We're doing okay. Look, it's, the, it's obviously the start of the fifth week of, uh, of dealing with COVID-19 and the effect that it has taken on uh, this nation and, and, our, and our businesses uh, we understand that you operate businesses in many different states throughout the throughout the nation, California, uh, Kansas, Louisiana, Missouri, Texas. So you're experiencing this all over the nation. Uh, obviously, you know, Troy, it, it's incredible the the number of dealerships uh, that you that you lead and that that you own. But the my understanding is COVID-19 hasn't just affected you in the way that it's affected so many of the dealers that we've had on the show, um, but it has affected you in uh, a much different way. Can you give us an idea of how COVID-19 is affecting you and, and those around you? Well, you know, Dave, just so you know, a lot of the states that we operate in, we're kind of much told that we can't operate the front end. So we run a very skeleton crew. And like a lot of other dealers, some of the painful decisions we had to make is who do we lay off? Who do we furlough? I mean, it, these are tough decisions because you really, you're really you dealing with something you've never dealt with before. So it's not like you have a playbook to go back to. I mean, I've been through Katrina and Katrina was nowhere no close to this. But the thing that I told my team was this. When my daddy was alive, 
and Katrina hit and everything I had went underwater, like a grown man, I began to cry. I mean, like I'm talking like cry, like you lost your firstborn. And my daddy looks at me like a good car guy and goes, son, let me tell you something. You see that brick and mortar that comes and goes. You see those franchises you represent, they come and go too. You go back and take care of your employees and God's people and you watch how you're going to be blessed. And from that day, about a week, two weeks after we started operating a food pantry, Dave, we've been doing it for 15 years now. Now we operate a very large food pantry in New Orleans. We operate at our victory platform in Kansas City. Eric and his team, they operate a food pantry two days a week. And then Joe Holman and his team operates a food pantry in Monterey. So last week, it wasn't what I was excited about. I mean, cars we sold. I was excited because we helped over 3,000 families in one week, Dave. Troy, so that is me, absolutely that, incredible. This is not about servicing cars. This is not about selling cars. This is about feeding families. And your auto group with your leadership fed over 3,000 families last week between California, Kansas City, and Louisiana. Congratulations. I mean, I don't know what to say. That is, it's incredible. It's literally and you, incredible. And you, and what's incredible, Dave, too, is to watch the employees that are on the volunteer line because we don't let people get out of their cars. It's a drive-thru. So they pop their hoods. And then what we do is we just fill up the hood with all the food that we get from harvesters and second harvesters and Feed America and the Monterey Food Bank. And just to watch the joy on your employees' face as they're feeding someone that you can look at the fear on their face. Cause you know, I tell my staff, look, you can lose your job. You'll find another one. You can get the virus. You'll get healthy. But when a man can't put food on the table for his kids, that is a real problem. You know, and I want the audience to know, Troy, this is not something that has begun pre COVID-19. This has, you know, you have taken this initiative and this has been something that you and your auto group has been doing since Katrina. Yeah, we've actually, like I said, we formed Giving Hope right after Katrina. And the cool thing, Dave, is you think of the manufacturers, Toyota, Ford, Chrysler, you know, the banks, Allied Bank, Capital One Bank, Chase Bank, Toyota Financial Services, all of those people support us. So on any given year, this year we're on track to give away over 10 million pounds of food. Wow. We, we have, we have, look, this is cool. People laugh. I have trucks that go out and deliver food more than they deliver parts. So I go out to all the grocery stores, Winn-Dixie, Walmart, Rouse's, you know, the military commissary, and I pick up all the stamped out food. So you go in a grocery store and your wife will see a piece of meat and says, must be sold by such and such date. And you ask yourself, what happens to it if I don't sell it, if they don't sell it? Well, at Giving Hope, we pick it up and we redistribute it. So that's kind of what we do on a weekly basis. Wow, that's incredible. Troy, this is uh, Andy Tricaski here. You know, you you talk about all that you do to give back. Um, I understand, obviously, Louisiana has been particularly hard hit by COVID um, and that many around you, em employees, even those closer to you, have fallen ill to COVID-19. Uh, With so many uh, people around you getting sick during this time, what are you doing to help keep others safe besides just putting food in their mouths? Well, we obviously, from a dealer perspective, we try to make sure that if someone has symptoms, we don't let them come to work. And we've actually got our facilities clean and extra cleaning. We've done the mask, the gloves. You know, we wipe down everything we can. 
And the key is we don't want people. There are a lot of people, employees and non-employees, that fear has come over them. Because you can see it in the food pantry line. And what we make, we want people to know it's going to be okay. That you know, a lot of people in New Orleans got through Katrina and will get through this. But to kind of answer your question, we're allowing employees. We're not forcing them to come to work. It's a volunteer. It's sort of like come if you feel you can. But we're also making sure that no one is sitting around and, and you know, you see someone coughing, we're sending them home. I mean, you have to be very diligent on this because we've had several employees get it. The good news is not a single one had go to the hospital and they've all recovered because there are a lot of people in this particular part of the country that are not recovering. And, you know, we don't know exactly what is the cause, but a lot of people, for whatever reason, they have, you know, a lot of people think it has something to do with Mardi Gras and a lot of that. But the bottom line is there are a lot of people in this particular area that are getting sick. Troy, it's unbelievable what you and your team are doing. Uh, let, you know, let's talk a little bit about business. What do you see as the end game and how we return to doing business? I mean, how, how, how you know, do you look, see this falling out? I think the interesting thing is digital, uh, the digital process is about to get much better because now more and more consumers are going to want to do business that way. So you got to meet customers where they're at. So online credit apps, online appraisals, everything, digital signatures, everything like that is about to go through the roof. The other thing I would share, and this is what I told my team, I said the average car on the road today registered in North America is now 12 years old. You have 0% interest rate for 84 months, which has never been done ever in the automobile business. And deferred payments, no? Yep. There's a very good chance that you're going to see negative rates from the Fed in the next 90 days, which means lenders are going to have so much pressure on them to loan money because even though you got the money from the government, you got billions sitting on your balance sheet. You don't want to let it just sit there. I also believe, Dave, that you're going to see more lenders take more risk because if my cost of money is lower, then I, you know, I'm going to go after that subprime market because I'll take more risk because I got more return. So I'm telling my team, look, the guys that before may not have gotten approved, now is a very good chance that they will get approved because I see lenders getting more aggressive in the next six, six months. Well, Troy, you know, you bring up a great point. You know, look, DCG Capital, I'm also the CEO and founder of, and a lot of people don't realize it's not good to have billions just sitting on your balance sheet with nothing working for it. You know, you know, you talk about, you know, JP Morgan Chase, I, I, one of the largest institutions in the U.S., uh, and globally, uh, you know, they they were in one of the greatest liquidity positions ever before COVID-19. Banks have to become more aggressive. They can't have these negative rates or these, you know, these 0% rates and not utilize and not put these funds to work. So to your point, you see that, you know, obviously there could be a possible surge uh, of selling cars post-COVID. I see a tremendous surge in the near prime and subprime segments. You know, the prime market, those are the people that are looking at their 401ks, they're disgusted, they're worried about the economy, whereas the subprime consumers like, you know, he's a week-to-week guy. So all of a sudden, he's a 500 beacon, he comes in to buy a car, three months ago he couldn't get approved, today he gets approved and getting a rate of 16 and 15%. I'm already starting to see with lenders right now. You know, and and all, all around the nation, maybe not as much in your area. I don't know exactly what the, the demographics look like in terms of how people get to and from work, but public trans public transportation, these same folks who may be subprime may also be people who have relied on public transportation and no That's longer right. willing to do so. That's correct. And and I you know, the mortgage industry, Dave, is about to go through the roof because what I'm being told is 
70 percent of North America is going to refinance mortgages because the rates are going to go down. So you're going to start to see a big swing in that particular industry, which I think will help because when a guy's payment on his house goes down and then all of a sudden gas prices, this will shock you. But I paid a dollar twenty nine a gallon yesterday. Okay. We're into the three dollars here in California and we're like, so whoa, about, this yeah, is so exactly. low. Exactly. Three dollars three dollars a gallon here is like a home run. And and it's so it, it's so, incredible. So watch here's the trifecta. The guy refinances his mortgage, so his mortgage goes down. Gas is at a, probably a 30-year low, and he got zero percent for 84 months. Of course he's gonna go buy a new vehicle when he realizes all those things. You know, they say it's the best time to buy a car ever right? It's the best time to buy a car. And here's the reasons. You get 0% for 84 months. Uh, most, most lenders are also combining with that deferred payments. So you basically pick up your new car, pay your first payment in six months, and, you're, and you have zero interest for 84 months. I mean, it's unbelievable with the, with the, how the manufacturers are supporting its dealers. And let's face it, they need to move cars. I mean, you know, there's a lot of cars sitting on your lots, right? And none of them have been selling. A dealer usually stocks, what, a 60 to 90 day inventory? Yep. And, and Dave, like I said, lenders are going to feel pressure to lend money. Listen, Troy, absolutely. Again, we're so thankful for everything that you're doing in the industry. You know, one last thing, what advice or words of encouragement can you provide for the, for all the fellow dealer principals and executives within the industry? You know, I went through Katrina, like I said, and I thought I was done. You know, every loan I had, they put into special assets because I lost 1200 cars. And I just remember the fear hitting me, not knowing what to do and, and really just being overwhelmed. And then at the end of the day, 90 days later, I saw the light at the end of the tunnel. What I'm telling my dealer friends and my employees is that never in the history of the automobile business have you seen or going to see incentives as big as they are, liquidity as strong as it's ever been. And the need, because the car on the road is still 12 years old. So it's almost like a perfect storm. So if you're a little patient and you just make people believe that it's coming, because again, once consumer confidence comes up, Dave, then everyone's going to realize, I redid my mortgage, gas prices are low, they're staying low, let's go buy a new car. Because their cars are so old that eventually the tires do fall off. This is not like the housing industry where I change the air conditioning unit and I put a, you know, put a roof on the house. No, the wheels and tires eventually do fall off. So when you look at the numbers, the average car is 12 years old, which means they have to change them. So I tell my dealers, be patient because you're never going to see rates this low again. You're not gonna, never going to see incentives this big and you're never going to see gas this low again. Ladies and gentlemen, the words of from Troy Duhan from Premier Automotive. Troy, everything you're doing is absolutely incredible from maintaining safety within your organization to giving back, to creating, giving hope foundation. Everything you're doing is just phenomenal. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Uh, look, to, to you and your entire staff, congratulations. 3,000 meals last week. Unbelievable. And it just, it, it's mind blowing. We're going to get that video up on the DNT website as quickly as we can for everyone to, to, for everyone to view. Better grab a, a box of Kleenex as, um, as, I, as I needed it after watching it on Saturday night. Troy Duhon, Premier Automotive. Stay healthy and stay safe. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you taking the time. Take care. How inspirational is that? You know, we should, we should be challenging each other to 
be giving back more like Troy is. Um, wow. You know, we always want to talk about, obviously, what's going on in your car dealership. Are you selling cars online? Are you servicing cars? How are you doing it? You know, listen to what he said. This is, we're not counting how many cars we're selling or how many cars we're servicing. We're counting how many meals we're providing. It's unbelievable to hear this philanthropic approach towards what's going on. And that didn't just start. This is not a marketing approach for COVID-19. Anybody out there could be feeling bad for themselves, but those who are feeling bad for others and working so hard to uh, to give back to them. And then to just look at his business sense and, and what he's projecting in the future, people needing cars. And let's hope this is, let's hope this is true. People have financial advantages in this time. Let's hope that that guy that he's talking about, who's able to take advantage of a lower mortgage uh, interest rate, a person who's able to take uh, advantage of lower um, interest rates on, on car loans, that they're able to keep their jobs or they're able to return to their jobs and do so in a very profitable way. A lot of hope for a lot of people in this very difficult time. You know, Andy, we're going on five weeks of demonstrating from some incredible guests, just some positive attitudes, words of inspiration and encouragement that this too shall pass. We will get through this. We will come out stronger. We will learn from this and we will take this and move on the next five or six or 10 decades because the automotive industry is the best. Until next time, this is Dealer News Today.